the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, 5'2", and 107 pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea Kay. Good Thursday evening to all y'all out there. So glad to have you share this hour with me. <clears throat> Still... <laughs> Still trying to get over that little upper respiratory infection I had last week. But you know you can't keep a good woman down. Or at least not a big mouth conservative woman. A piece of dynamite in a dress. I'm glad to be here with you. Glad to be sharing the studio tonight with none other than Todd. Great board operator. Thank you, Todd, for being here tonight. My pleasure. All right. Also thrilled to have with me. Even if it's long distance all the way coming at me from St. Louis, Missouri, it's none other than the legal libertarian analyst of the Andrea K. Show, Alicia Dern. Hey, Alicia. <clears throat> Are you there, Alicia? I'm here. Can you hear me? I can hear you now, and I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing all about LPEX, where you were this past weekend. I want to hear all about that coming up in a little bit. Um, <clears throat> the biggest issue... I want to get right into it tonight. <clears throat> oh, well, I, I need to tell you, if you want to be a part of the show, it's obligatory that I tell you, you got to follow me on Twitter at Andrea K5, friend me on Facebook. That's where the real genius is. You can call in the show, uh, 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. Um, I've been saying for a long time that the biggest issue we face, we've got so many issues that we face, obviously, as a nation, but most of them are symptoms. And, and typically, if you, if you burrow down into it, and, and it's important to burrow down into the real cause of the problem, because otherwise you can just be, you know, spinning all around and chasing your tail and, and never really solving any of the problems. I have been harping for a long time that one of the biggest issues, if not the biggest issue we face as a nation, is our border crisis. We have a border crisis in this nation. We have a border crisis in the world coming going on right now. I got a little bit of a border crisis my own right now because Alicia is several states away over in St. Louis instead of sitting in here in the studio with me where I like to have her. But <clears throat> And so when are you going to be back in the studio with me? Uh, I think two weeks from now. Awesome. Okay, I look forward to that. Um, Quite a few different... How do we have a border crisis going on around the world and in the nation? Because we have so many different borders. Uh, Tonight, we're looking at a a story in which China has hacked our internet, uh, which we have have physical borders on uh, the southern part of the United States, physical borders in, in Canada, here where we have an immigration crisis, we have a flood of illegals coming across the southern border. So we have physical national borders. We have virtual borders uh, like the Internet uh, in which China hacked. We've got visa programs and legal immigrations. We've got an economic border involving this TPP trade deal. 
And when we don't have a comprehensive policy to protect us in all these different fronts, physical, real, and virtual, then we've got crises on our hands. And that's where we're at right now. The top story of the night right now in terms of a virtual border is that it seems as though China is the culprit hacking into 4 million federal accounts. And I joked when somebody just put the story on my Facebook, I joked, well, maybe now we'll find out what, you know, we'll find out, you know, lowest learners will get lowest learners emails and we'll find out what was in Hillary's email. If the United States, if Trey Gowdy finally has the guts to subpoena the emails from China. But, you know, you know, joking aside and Hillary, this might have even been the story that Hillary was joking about. She supposedly made some joke, um, you know, that, oh, you know, if they had used my server, you know, the emails would have been protected. Ha ha ha. So, you know, that's one uh, border where we've got a crisis. Obviously, we've got a border issue on our southern border where we have floods of illegals coming across. We've got uh, this TPP trade deal, which is our economic borders, where the GOP has gotten in bed with Barack Obama to fast track to even, you know, here they were given a mandate in November for two reasons, Obamacare and to seal the border because of the flood of illegals coming across. And President Obama used the executive order to grant amnesty to millions of of illegals illegals that came into this country. And what did the GOP do when they got a majority in? Now they're fast-tracking a TPP deal, a trade deal, that gives him even more executive power. So we've got all these different borders out here where we've got a president that is run amok, with powers that does not belong to him, given that was not given to him by the Constitution. And we've got a GOP that's not doing anything about it. Not only are they not doing anything about it, we've got a GOP that's continuing to give him more power. We've got a GOP that's not doing anything to seal the borders. We've got GOP candidates that aren't doing anything about it. Finally today, <clears throat> finally today, we had a GOP candidate who said the words that I've been longing to hear. We've got like 20 GOP uh candidates that have thrown their hat in the ring, some like Jeb, who hasn't officially announced yet, but we know he's going to announce. Finally, once and for all, we've got a GOP candidate who said what I've been waiting to hear. He said, seal the border. Rubio went on outnumbered today. And we're going to get into a little bit about Rubio and the GOP and this whole amnesty deal because Ann Coulter has a book that she's got coming out that's got some really scary statistics. She's done a lot of research on the illegal immigration crisis that we have in this country due to the border crisis that we have in this country. We're going to talk about Mr. Rubio. Um, But he went on uh, outnumbered today and was thrown a whole lot of softball uh, questions on outnumbered today. And... um, one thing that he was absolutely not asked about by the people on um, Outnumber, they were, I was really disappointed in them today because they didn't ask him any tough questions about his amnesty deal. They didn't um, press him when asked about amnesty and when asked about his failures and what he tried to put forth and what he tried to propagate against the American people with his comprehensive immigration deal that he tried to, to push on us. One thing that he kept saying over and over and over again was he learned that he can't do it all in one fell swoop. He learned that the number one thing he said, the number one issue that the American people said to him was that they want enforcement. No, that's not true. The number one thing that the American people said that they wanted in regarding the border was that they wanted the border sealed. They want Border security first. Of course, we want enforcement, but we want border security first, not just enforcement of the laws. Okay. And then on top of it, 
uh, Rubio disappointed me as well as the people on Outnumbered because when Rubio was given an opportunity to call out Hillary Clinton for her corruption, to call her for corruption with the emails, to call out on her corruption with the Clinton Foundation, um, he said, oh, I'll leave that up to the voters to decide. Well, you know... (sighs) What are we going to do, Alicia, when we've got uh, when we've got 20 people that are throwing their hat in the ring now and not one of them has come out and is attacking Hillary for who she is? He's sitting there on the couch today trying to do his best to try to appeal like he's hip and he's cool. And he's talking about 90s rap and this whole East Coast, West Coast, you know, Tupac and Biggie thing, trying to act like he's Mr. Mac Daddy trying to be cool. Well, you know what? Uh, you know what I want, Alicia? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he even talked about that uh, that the Dr. Dre and the Snoop Dogg days back in the 90s. Oh, Mr. Mac Daddy. Well, you know what I want, Alicia? I want a gangsta GOP candidate who's going to call out Hillary Clinton for who and what she is corrupt. I want a GOP candidate who's going to be gangsta enough to call out Obama and the Democrats for who and what they are. I want a gangsta willing to say, look, we're not going to give our country away to people who want to come here and take advantage of us uh, economically uh, from the southern border. And we're not going to give our country away to people who want to come here and uh, take us down from within as terrorists, either through our visa program or as refugees coming into this country. That's what I want, Alicia. What do you want in a GOP candidate? Well, uh, I, I agree. I'd like some of you actually would talk tough, not just talk tough, but actually say what they mean and follow through with what they say. Um, but, you know, I just don't think it's going to happen because they're part of the same elite group. You know, the people who are at the top of the GOP are the same elite group that hanged out with Nancy Pelosi and President Obama, and they're all buddies. I, I just don't think you're going to hear anybody coming out tough against Hillary until until they're the nominee already, and then, you know, they're going to play the game during the general election. But it's, it's, just, it's just lip service. Well, do you believe Rick Perry when he says he's going to seal the border? Uh, yeah, actually, he's one of the few candidates. Well, I don't know that he'd be able to feel it, but I think he would be tougher on uh, border uh, border patrol and immigration because he managed to do it in Texas. So for a while, Texas was uh, patrolling their own borders, and that was under Governor Perry. Ann Coulter has written a book. I mentioned it earlier. And um, I'm hoping she's not getting any media play. In fact, she said, you know, she made a joke saying that the, that she's finally found a job that, that a Mexican will absolutely do that an American won't do. And that's an interview her regarding her book. She's not getting any play for this. There's a reason why Fox News and the GOP establishment wants to tell us that Marco Rubio and, Rubio and Jeb Bush are the only two that can win. And it's because they are GOP establishment guys that are on board, quite frankly, with the amnesty program, giving our country away um, to the people that want to come here illegally from the southern borders. Let's be honest about who it is. And, you know, Marco Rubio is really good with the weasel words, but, you know, he's talking about enforcement first, but his plan is amnesty. He's on board with that. Jeb Bush is on board with that. And that is really bad for us economically. And the GOP establishment wants to feed us this... I'm sorry, the way our economy is going lately, um, you know, people are going to stop trying to come here. <laughs> we keep going this way anyway. Well, well, I, I, nah, I'm not going to buy that because the reality is, is, is it is a, 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 if you look at what's given to them, for example, let me address that right here. Um, uh, according to her book, <clears throat> uh, illegal aliens will um, receive, um, 
trying to read some statistics here, and I, I'm looking like I'm needing uh, reading glasses. Illegal aliens will immediately begin collecting an average of fourteen thousand six hundred forty-two to thirty-six thousand nine hundred ninety-three dollars per year from each U.S. taxpayer. So there's a huge incentive for them coming here. And under Obamacare, employers are incentivized to hire them over American workers. So there's no circumstance in which it's going to be more advantageous to them to stay in Mexico than come here. On top of it, her book details, according to the Heritage Foundation, that most college-educated Americans pay nearly 30000 more in taxes than they get back in government services. But illegals are getting far more than that. And at the time that Rubio said that amnesty to legal immigrants do not qualify, for any federal benefits, 71% were already collecting federal benefits when he said that. We've got a border crisis in this country. We are trillions and trillions of dollars in debt. We cannot afford the, the idea that these people are coming here dirt poor, don't have a dime to their name, can't speak the language, have no skills and no education, but somehow they're going to be a net plus to our society is absolute nonsense. And if we are going to bring poor people here under that notion, why them? Why don't we go to, to, other, uh, to other areas that have poor people that don't have the record of crime that they have? We're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to get into a little bit of the crime statistic. Why aren't we going to some other cultures that come here and are greater contributors to us and don't bring the crime rates that they do, like the Asian cultures? So we're going to take a break and we come back. We're going to pick up this conversation on the other side. And we're going to we're going to take a little bit of a rap tone. OK, I'm the Grandmaster Dynamite here talking to the big notorious. What's your rap name, Alicia? I don't know where where uh, Miss Alicia went. Hey, don't change that doll. You're listening to the Andrea K Show. We'll be right back after the break. So please don't try to fake this, but uh, back to the lecture at hand. Perfection is perfected, so I'm... Saying, I don't know, is no longer acceptable. This is AM 1170, The Answer. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 you are a smart person. You know what side the butter goes on. You can't help but bark up the right tree. You even know who let the dogs out. So in your search for the perfect job, why aren't you using HelpWantedSanDiego.com? Where smart people like you know the easy way to find a local job. Millions of other smart people know they can upload their resume for free in just minutes. Plus, it's smart and mobile-friendly, just like that uh, science guy. So, smart person, use that freakishly large noodle and find a job on HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Long name, amazing results. Okay, voice of my car, please program the location coordinates for my new job interview. I cannot comply with that request. Did you say no? You don't want to drive that far to work. It makes you cranky. I don't get cranky. I recommend HelpWantedSanDiego.com. My car is giving me career advice? It's free, and uploading your resume is faster and easier than ever. You will find hundreds of great local jobs within easy driving distance. Okay, fine, I'll do it. Have I ever steered you wrong? Well, technically, I do the steering. Ha ha ha. Easy to use and easy to apply. HelpWantedSanDiego.com. Long name, amazing results. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. 
AM 1170, The Answer. Everywhere you go on iHeartRadio. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you here with me. Hey, before the break, we were talking about this immigration uh, situation. We were talking about the border crisis that we have here. We got a border crisis on our southern border. We got a border crisis with our economics because we've got this trade deal that is bad for business. It's bad for jobs. It's bad for the workers. And it is being handed over to President Obama. It's being fast-tracked by the GOP. They're basically giving Obama carte blanche to set economic policy. And, you know, they're not even going to have a chance to even make any amendments on it. Don't believe me that it's a bad deal because you don't believe me in economics and business. Hey, believe Trump because that's what he says. Uh, We were talking about this amnesty plan and what's been going on with Rubio and what he was trying trying to get over on us. And, you know... I want to talk a little bit about the crime statistics. You know, Ann Coulter has written this great book that nobody wants to talk about. She's tried to reach out to Marco Rubio, and and he's refusing to answer any questions. She goes into a lot about the criminal statistics because, you know, her argument is the same as mine. If we're going to, you know, hand our country over to poor people, why, you know, you know, do we have to, you know, give it away to a culture that's really bringing a lot of crimes here? You know, we found out today that the DHS let out... um, 30-something hundred more, more, that's on top of, you know, other criminals that they've let out into, uh, onto the streets, Um, level one offenders, and um, they have been, I guess, given dates of which to come back uh, for deportation hearings. They did not have to be let out, Alicia. Um, According to ICE, ICE had the option to keep them. But they said, hey, you know, we've just got too many beds. You know, we just can't house all these people. So we're hoping they're going to come back. Although, you know, history shows that uh, of the 17,000 criminal aliens that they released last year, uh, none of them came back for their deportation hearings. Um, In 2013, uh, the agency released 36,007 convicted criminals who are awaiting the outcome of their deportation cases. Uh, those released had amassed 116 homicide convictions, 15,635 drunk driving convictions, and 9,187 convictions stemming from what ICE labeled uh, involvement with dangerous drugs. So this is what we have going on right now um, with our immigration system. And we have a GOP that's not doing anything to stop it. Alicia. Well, you know, I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I used to work uh, as a clerk of the court for the immigration court back about 15 years ago. I'm dating myself a little bit, but um, that statistic of letting people uh, deporting violent offenders rather than housing them in U.S. jails goes back um, as, at least back when I was working for the court. It was happening then. So that's not a new thing. Uh, it's been going on for a long time. Um, so I, I will tell you that I don't completely agree with you on immigration, uh, but the way I see it is we need to get rid of the welfare state because it's not fair for taxpayers to have to pay for other people to come here and then live on the dole. Um, and I think that we need to get rid of the war on drugs so that we don't have violent criminals coming across our borders uh, committing crimes here. So I, I like immigrants. What I don't like is, I, is welfare, and I don't like uh, disease, and I don't like crime. Well, what we're doing is, you know, another border that we've got a crisis at is our border is our border in regards to our, our flights. You know, we've got, you know, um, 
airplanes coming in. We've got a TSA now that we know that had a six, 96% failure rate. What happened with right. the head of the TSA? He got shifted around like a school teacher that was molesting kids, just sent to another school district. <laughs> he just got reassigned because that's what we do in the federal government. Okay. In the private sector, the guy would have been canned. In the federal government, you know, he probably got to leave and got 30 days where he could lay on a beach in the Bahamas. Now he's on some other place, you know, in some other jobs and we're going to be collecting a pension. Um, what we're with all these border crises that are not being managed properly um, by the administration or by an opposition party that's not doing anything to stop it is we're importing terrorism, we're importing poverty, we are importing disease, and we are leaking everything great about this country. And this is taking us down from the within, and this is calculated. Another border issue that's going on globally, thanks to this administration, is there's no borders anymore. And, and we've got a huge Islamic state going on over in the Middle East, and that's something I've been talking about for a long time, and that was calculated as well. There's a reason why Barack Obama wanted to get involved in Libya and wanted to get involved in Cairo. Look at who ended up taking over power there. Look at what's happening in Syria and in Iraq. And now, what do they have over there? We, they've got thousands of our armored vehicles, and now they're able to continue to march unabated, thanks to the Obama administration. And we've got a Republican Party that, quite frankly, isn't doing anything about it. I'm loving what Rick Perry said today. I'm hoping he's going to do better in the debates. Um, I'm still not throwing my name you know, and my hat behind any particular candidate, but I want one. And, and Santorum, I mean, are you kidding me? You know, I, I, I put it on Facebook. Is there anybody clamoring for a Santorum presidency, a candidacy? And everybody said only, you know, Santorum. And you know what? Maybe the left, because they would really love us to be stupid enough to put him on the ticket, wouldn't they? Yeah, there's no chance of that. There, there's no chance of that at all. And, you know, some people run, by the way, um, for as a, a candidate for uh, in the primaries in order to boost their career. Like they might have a book out or... They pl- they're planning to, to do some sort of media thing or, or do a speaking circuit or whatever. So you have to know that some of these candidates are not serious candidates. They know that they don't have a chance, and they're doing it for other reasons. And Santorum has to be one of those. No, I, I don't I, know why. But well, I think he, it's an. He knows I, he care. Well, I think he's. I think he's got the. I think he really wants to do it. I think it's an ego thing. I think that he just refused. I think he ended up number two last time, and he's writing on that. Well, he ended up number two because yeah. he just wouldn't go away. He wouldn't see the writing <laughs> on the wall. You know, that doesn't mean you're qualified and anybody wants you just because you wouldn't go away. You know, I mean, that's called a stalker. Okay. <laughs> I know he's eat with those sweaters too. Exactly. Like <laughs> Good grief. Now, there's another, um, you know, another uh, front where we're being assaulted, another aspect of the border crisis. Did you know, Alicia, that there's like a secret uh, refugee game that's being played on us where refugees from, you know, Islamic uh, areas are being brought here and hidden? And in, in um, uh, Trey Gowdy is trying to get more information as to in, in make this brought more public as to what's been going on here. But we've got. We've got towns across the country that, you know, are secretly under, you know, the cloak of darkness and lack of transparency where we are bringing in hundreds and hundreds and thousands of refugees. And we don't know who these people are. We're bringing them in off the battlefield, Alicia. And we know that when those refugees have been going into European countries, we know that that at least 10 percent of them are straight up ISIS fighters. So if we bring 10,000 of them here to the States... Or or 60, I think the estimate is, is that 65,000 refugees are going to be coming here. 10% is what? Close to 1,000 ISIS fighters being brought here by our administration. Yeah, we definitely have uh, people coming here who are uh, ISIS sympathizers. They're sending money and, and uh, 
you know, uh, goods and clothes and weapons and things like that back. Uh, but it doesn't surprise me at all that there are refugees coming. We have an asylum program. We have for a long time. Um, so I'm not at all surprised that people are coming over here. The asylum program, by its very nature, is secretive. Well, the asylum program should include actually making sure that we've got people that deserve to be here that are fleeing something, that are fleeing terror and not bringing terror. And we, and we, we can't. How do we know that? What means well, do we have? See, what see, means do we have for that? Why don't we use our asylum program to bring Cubans here from Cuba, or to bring North Koreans here? You know, again, we're bringing the wrong people here, and it's being done intentionally. I am for legal immigration. I am for bringing people here that are going to be contributors to our society where we know that they're going to bring some net positive to us. We need greater technical workers. We need, we've, got, we've got high-tech careers where we don't have people to fill those jobs. We don't need more people to come here supposedly to do jobs Americans won't do, like wash dishes and, you know, um, mow lawns. You know, quite frankly, you know, maybe we need to get back to having teenagers doing that and college kids doing that. So, you know, I'm well, all for legal immigration, really but we need wage. to I, I'm all for, for, you know, legal immigration. But it needs to it needs to be um, for the positive America <clears throat> instead of for against it. One of the other reasons why I was disappointed in, in Rubio today and and all the GOP candidates is is they are just following that tr- that failed GOP establishment uh, mindset of, you know, refusing to call out the opponent for who they are, refusing to attack this belief system that, oh, if your opponent is self-destructing, get out of the way, BS. They are not taking Hillary Clinton seriously. They're thinking that these scandals are going to bring her down on her own and that they don't have to do anything uh, to bring her down, and they are wrong. We, it is illegal to take money for a campaign from foreign donors. And when when Rubio was asked today and when other candidates have been asked about Hillary Clinton, they are not I, I hate to use the expression, but they're not they're not seizing the moment and calling her out for what she is. If they don't want to call out and say, we know she's corrupt. We know she's acted in a treasonous manner. We know she's acted in an illegal manner. At least they could have the chutzpah. Alicia and say an investigate an investigation needs to be done by the FBI into criminal wrongdoing because we have laws in this land and nobody should be above the law. They still have refused to um, give the names of almost 1,100 foreign donors that have given money to the Clinton Foundation under shady circumstances. Correct. Well, yeah, I mean, I. Yeah, I agree with you on that. They're not, but you know, they're attacking. They're not attacking Hillary Clinton. I think in part because they don't want to lose the political edge. You know, they've they've got to attack each other right now. Um, so I, I see. Think I think that's a mistake. See, I think that's a mistake. I think that you know, um, it's far too soon to know which one of the GOP candidates is going to end up with the nomination, but they can at least set the party up for a win. That's what should be the number one goal, not what it's always been. Is all about power. When Rubio sat there today and refused to call her out for what he was, he sent the message to me that he is apathetic about the issue, that greatest issue that we have in this country in terms of um, the. Uh, political elitism that we have. We have no respect for the rule of law by anybody in the political elites in Washington. And he obviously doesn't care. That's the message that I got from him. And if he doesn't care about it and care about what Hillary's doing it, then that means that that, that he's just power hungry himself and he's on board with power and, 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 and power in Washington as opposed to power among the individual, because limited government and individual power is what this country was supposed to be founded on and what the GOP and the, and the Republican Party is supposed to be based on. 
Yeah, but I think if you want a candidate to say those things, then you need to be looking at Ted Cruz and Rand Paul because they are saying those things. They're just being ignored. Well, the problem that I had with Rand Paul and where he lost me was when he said something as ridiculous as he did where he blamed the Republican, the hawks of the Republican Party for ISIS. You know, that's like saying that Katrina is to blame for all the looters after the hurricane when they went around and destroying and, and damaging or or saying that the police department again in Baltimore was responsible for the looting. No, the Republican Party and the hawks in the Republican Party did not create the Islamic State. The Koran created the Islamic State. We need to put blame where the blame is. I'm all for where the Libertarian Party is at, Alicia. I'm not for nation building. I absolutely think that that was an, exper- an experiment that has been proven to be wrong. That ideology over there is not compatible with democracy. It is compatible with Marxism, and that's why the left has decided to cozy up with them. Uh, and because it's a, they're both political ideologies of control, and they're both tyrannical. And um, so, it, you know, that that's where Rand Paul disappointed me. I'm not ready to throw him out. Don't get me wrong. Um, but, you know, I, I'm really looking for, you know, candidates that are going to really, really show me that they understand what this country was founded on and that they are prepared to have some true guts uh, to take this country back to what it's supposed to be about, which is limited government. And, uh, you know, to me, um, Rubio so far, Rubio has shown me that he's he, you know, no wonder he's Jeb Bush's protege. That's what I'm seeing there. Hey, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to shift gears. We're going to talk about some other stories. I want to pick Alicia's brain as an attorney about what's going on with Baltimore and Miss Mosby. She couldn't wait to get to the microphone and uh, just tell everybody all about why she was charging these people with murder. Ooh, she couldn't wait to tell them out, although I hear your cries. And now the autopsy results are in, Alicia, and she's wanting it to be all quiet and silent. Okay, and I want you to, uh, to answer some questions I have on that subject when we come back. Hey, you're listening to the Andrea K. Show right here on AM 1170, The Answer. AM 1170theanswer.com. Hear us anywhere in San Diego and the world. AM 1170theanswer. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Trinity Christian School in Spring Valley has gone crazy. At CrazyPriceMall.com, Trinity Christian School is offering a full year 7th or 8th grade tuition for only $31.25, a value of $62.50. There's only two available, so give your child the Christian education you want them to have. Go to CrazyPriceMall.com for details. Trinity Christian School in Spring Valley, 7th or 8th grade full year tuition for half price, only at CrazyPriceMall.com. That's CrazyPriceMall.com. Fresh Healthy Vending, the nation's largest healthy vending company, is looking for locations in this area to place its latest innovation. A fresh, healthy micromarket at absolutely no cost to your business. A fresh, healthy micromarket is like a mini health food store for your office break room. Choose from breakfast meals, fresh salads, wraps, hot meals, smoothies, cold-pressed juices, and more, all at a convenient self-checkout kiosk. Now you can offer your employees exactly what they want. 
all-natural, healthy, fresh, and organic foods. Fuel productivity and creativity, decrease absenteeism, and increase morale. Fresh Healthy Vending is offering the first 20 offices that sign up $250 cash and 15% of the net profits each micromarket generates each month. For free information about this exciting and healthy opportunity, visit freshandhealthy.org to request your free machine. AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Grandmaster Dynamite. <laughs> Grandmaster Dynamite here. That's me bringing you the, the I don't even, I'm, I'm doing my best, Todd. Todd's laughing at me right now, trying to be all gangster. I'm here with my other gangster, my other rapper, Alicia from St. Louis. What's your rap name, Alicia? It's the notorious Big L for the libertarian that I am. And I am a gangster. Uh, for the Constitution, and I, uh, I'm packing heat with my uh, concealed carry out here in the Midwest. <laughs> I thought you were packing heat with that that Fitzroy of yours. Oh, your that's little, too. <laughs> your little Portuguese water dog. Now, playing us the great rap tunes tonight is none other than Maple Bar Todd. Hey. Keep it real out on the field, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> um, having some fun at Rubio's expense, but you know, you know, and seriously, he is charming and charismatic. He is, but I mean, come on, he had an opportunity, you know, to actually like throw me some red meat today. Um, but Coulter, <clears throat> in her in uh, talking about Rubio and this whole amnesty thing, she had a great point. You know, the GOP establishment is holding him up as though you know, just because they're they're so silly here you know they're thinking that uh oh forget the fact that you know if we give amnesty to 12 million americans that given their voting history of hispanics that 80 percent are still going to vote democrat and now we're going to have a nationwide you know forever democrat rule they're thinking oh just because you know rubio is you know cuban they're going to flock to him and vote for him and ann coulter brought up great point she's like well what you know if that were true, then why didn't all the, you know, women in Manhattan flock to Sarah Palin, you know, when she was on the right. VP? Right, Alicia? Right. Yeah, I actually was going to say exactly that. I mean, it's the idea that just because somebody is a, a, a woman or a minority in their, in their party, that they'll be able to pull those votes is not borne out by data, you know? No, because, you know, the left likes to act as though, you know, they're all about, you know, these different identity groups that they pander to. But the reality is they're not. He's Cuban, not Mexican, and our biggest Hispanic population is Mexican, and they do they do see a difference within the Hispanic community between Mexican and Cuban. Oh yeah, you remember when Jennifer Lopez, who's who's yeah. Puerto Rican, She's when Puerto she played Rican. Selena? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah. I mean, it was like, are you kidding me? They were hysterical, <laughs> and to me, it's like, you know, are you kidding? She looked just like her. I thought it was an amazing portrayal, but yeah, I mean, you know, those those differences, you know, can be quite serious. Um, yeah. <clears throat> Uh, speaking of serious, what's going on in Baltimore is very serious. And, you know, a lot of African-Americans back in, around the midterms, when they saw the flood of illegals coming across here, it was supposedly all these unaccompanied minors. But then then you saw the reality and it was a lot of, you know, young men um, and uh, the whole Obamacare 
thing that was drafted to where employers could get exemptions on Obamacare if they hired uh, these amnesty individuals. A lot of the African-American communities started wising up and saying, hey, what about us? You know, we're dying here. We're in double digits in unemployment. So that's where we've got this this border issue affecting the very community that they act like they care about. So, you know, and and but they're still continuing to play this false identity politics game. And that's what's going on with this Mosby in Baltimore. You know, they that's what's going on in Ferguson. It's every opportunity they can to fan the flames of racial division, to continue to tell the, the, the black community that every problem they have in their life is due to, you know, the system. And they just need, you know, the government to just continue to take care of them. Mosby, uh, you know, is is all up, up about that, you know, too many ties in terms of yeah. the, the local government there, ties to the family members. She, you know overcharged according to a lot of people and now suddenly the autopsy's back and you know she's not wanting to release it what can you tell me about that because i thought she had to release it what's the rules of disclosure what's going on here with that okay so she's not required to release it to the public but anything that goes into court is public record so what she's asking for from the court is a gag order that prevents anybody from speaking about uh the public record or about the evidence because every you know the the coroners and uh, the experts, they are allowed to talk. I mean, they have they have a First Amendment right, typically, too. She's asking for a court order to prevent this information from coming out. And I think that this is interesting. I want to tell you why she's doing this. Um, she is trying this case in the inner city of Baltimore, and she's already played up uh, to the media there and, and played up to the, this false narrative that it's somehow white cops who are uh, committing atrocities against the black people um, in Baltimore. That's her story, right? If there's a lot of evidence that goes out to the media, the more people in the community in the inner city of Baltimore are going to know the facts, and they will be disqualified as jurors. So she'll have to pull jurors from the suburbs of Baltimore, which tend to be white. And so she does not want to uh, taint the jury because she's concerned about her racial makeup of this of this jury pool, and so that's why she's asked. She wants to keep uh, the the evidence gagged. Uh, it's extremely hypocritical, given that she spent uh, all that time uh, in the media, give, you know, saying justifying why she was charging and, and basically trying to convict these people in the media, and then to turn around and, and uh, try to shut it up afterwards. It just definitely uh, offends my sense of fairness. It's also concerning because she's refusing to, to provide the information to the Baltimore Police Department, which means she's withholding evidence from the defendant. And that's really common, by the way, for prosecutors to do that. Eventually, they have to require the cop it up, but they wait until the very last minute, and that's what she's doing there. Well, you know, it, of course, it makes people think, well, she's got something to hide. The evidence is not supporting her charges. But, you know, there were people, well, but even, even before the... Is- even if before the autopsy came out, people said that because, you know, I mean, uh, depraved murder. I mean, come on. You know, you it, know there, charges, there, she, she's definitely overcharged. And that's also really common with <laughs> prosecutors, though. But I don't think she's doing this because the evidence is bad necessarily. I mean, it's, it's I think she's doing it because she wants to keep a, a good enough jury pool in the inner city so that she can. Uh, pull a jury that's mostly black. I think she's banking on the idea that even after the evidence came back that uh, Michael Brown never, there was never any hands up, don't shoot. People are still going around trotting that out because once a narrative gets embedded into the minds of people, it's really hard 
for them. They, they, they don't want to believe it. It's like that old saying, it's easier to con people than to convince them that they've been conned. And people want so much well, in that community but, to believe that those cops intentionally killed that guy for no reason. And there, she's wanting that narrative that to stick. Good trial lawyers know that you can, um, can if you once you get a jury on your side, you, they will find evidence and believe the evidence necessary to um, to uh, to deliver the results that they have decided in their heart is correct. And so people, and this is a psychological thing with all people. You know, people mm-hmm. pick and choose which evidence that they're going to listen to and believe. And so. That hands up, don't shoot trope that's still out there is because the people who heard that the first time chose to believe it, and you can't give them contrary evidence because they simply will reject anything that goes against their worldview. All right. I, you know, a, a great friend of the program, uh, you know, who used to call in all the time, Michael out of New York, he actually told me, Alicia, that that video of Michael Brown strong-arming that robbery beforehand was falsified. I mean, that's the extent to which he wanted to believe Something that was not <laughs> right. true, right? I mean, right. You know, but but I still, but I really believe the main reason. Yeah, I think that yes, she wants to have that uh, that trope out there. Uh, she doesn't want the Baltimore Police Department to have an opportunity to defend themselves. She doesn't want the the rest of the country to criticize her charging and and, and look at the evidence critically. But I really think it, it comes down to the jury pool, and uh, and she's trying to make sure she doesn't have to draw from the suburb. Oh. I, I, I mean, that's very tactical. I mean, yes, there's a media play here, but she's also trying to get conviction. Well, yeah. So, well, we'll see what happens. We're gonna, I'm gonna be relying on you to, you know, keep us updated on that. Now, there was another legal story that I asked you to research, um, and it involves one of my most favorite establishments. So, I was very concerned that there was a lawsuit <laughs> involving my beloved KFC. What happened there? We got about two minutes before the break. What uh, happened there? So, so KFC in China has sued some competitors who have made claims that KFC is serving chicken with eight legs. They have like meat and chicken. <laughs> Uh, this is funny. I, I've been to China. Wait, 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 wait. There's they, some competitors started a rumor that KFC was serving eight-legged chicken. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> Only in China. This happened, by the way. I have been to China, and there are KFCs everywhere. It's kind of weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you know they're they're suing and saying that it's a defamation. And unfair business, and of course the the criticism of the lawsuit is that you know they're just trying to to affect uh, impact negatively China's uh, free speech rights. But I, I mean the the stuff that people do in Chinese business it's really entertaining. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's, that's what KFC's doing. <laughs> On that note, we're going to take a break now that Alicia's made me laugh laugh until I cough. When we come back, we're going to pick this up on the other side. We're going to talk about a little border issue going on with Israel. We're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about um, a couple other serious topics. Hey, um, getting back to the uh, illegal immigration issue, there's a bill here in California that's not looking too good for us here and regarding that. So don't change that dial. You're listening to the Andrea K Show right here on AM 1170, The Answer. If you've got questions, we've got answers. AM 1170, The Answer. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. 
proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Miramar Kitchen Welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Glad to have you all here with me. We're talking border crisis tonight. We've got a border crisis on the southern border. We've got an economic border crisis with this TPP. You know, Boehner says he's he's close. He's close to getting the votes to give President Obama even more power, which was another reason why the voters in the midterm elections gave a majority to the Republican Party. They were concerned. The American people are paying enough attention to realize that we had a president that was overstepping his bounds through executive orders. One of the ways that they did not like that, they did not like his executive order for amnesty. They did not like um, what he was doing with Obamacare. They could see the impact on the country. And we're going to talk about Obamacare uh, in a minute. Um, When this whole thing about um, Obamacare came about back in, I think it was 2009. Was it the 2009 State of the Union address, Alicia, in which I think it was a Republican named Joe who, who, when President Obama said that illegal immigrants would not be getting... He said, you lied. He said, you lied. <laughs> well, as I've already reported, 71% of illegals are, are, according to Ann Coulter and her research, are currently receiving benefits. The state Senate in California Tuesday approved uh, a measure that will allow many illegal immigrants in the state to sign up for special health care programs that would offer the same benefits as Medi-Cal. This is actually a watered-down bill that would originally offered state-subsidized Medi-Cal to people in the country um, <clears throat> illegally, including, and this is Two million people. See, we've been hearing that about this 11, you know, 10 million number uh, nationally. If we've got, if they're telling us 2 million in California, that means there's probably like 5 million here. There's probably like 20 million nationally. These are huge numbers here. Here's the punchline to this story. We've got the state senator, Ricardo Lara from Bell Gardens, who says, you know, we're talking about our friends here. You know, we're talking about our neighbors and our families who are denied basic health care in the Richest state of the union, Alicia. Richest state of the union. I mean, this guy should be on Comedy Central. We are. I was reporting last week how bankrupt this state is. We are drowning here in the state. We've got Texas. We, you know, doing like gangbusters. Our guy Rick Perry, because we've got corporations leaving here in droves to go there because they're so much more business friendly. We are upside down here in in the state, and this is what they're doing to us economically. And the Republican Party, out of fear of being called haters of brown people, are not speaking up as to the economic uh, crisis that this is creating here in our country. Uh, On top of it, um, another reason why, as I was saying before, that the voters gave the majority uh, to 
the Republicans was over Obamacare because people started to feel the pinch. You know, they, uh, they couldn't sign up for the exchanges. Uh, supposedly, if you liked your doctor, you liked your insurance, you could keep your doctor and your insurance. Suddenly, 7 million people lost their insurance policies. It was supposed to be about getting the uninsured insured. And what ended up happening was the insured ended up losing their policies. Now, on top of it, uh, President Obama said that everybody's cost would go down and they're in, you know, nobody would have to pay more than a cell phone bill. Uh, Now we find out that um, uh, in 2016, many uh, insurers are proposing double-digit premium increases for individual policies, upwards of 60%, Alicia. In Florida, United Healthcare wants to raise the rates on plans sold in the exchanges by an average of 18%. One of the reasons is, is because you've got more people now in the exchanges, fewer doctors, fewer providers. They're being flooded by people who now think that they have free insurance. We don't even have a Supreme Court ruling yet about the subsidies, right? So we don't even know what's going to happen when we have a hearing on that. What we do know is that everybody's rates are going to be skyrocketing, those people that are actually paying. We know that even with the people who have subsidies and have insurance, we know that their deductibles are skyrocketing. Their maximum out-of-pocket is skyrocketing. This is a disaster, Alicia. Yeah, Obamacare is absolutely a disaster. It's a disaster for the uh, for the healthcare industry. It's a disaster because good doctors are quitting. It's a disaster for businesses. It's a disaster for people who can't afford to buy their own insurance. I don't know anybody who's buying individual insurance who's gotten better care and better benefits after, as a result of Obamacare. It's been the opposite. Um, you know, as an employer, I have been able to keep my policy with Anthem because I'm still grandfathered in. There, but, um, you know, if I had to now start a business and get a new uh, policy for my employees, it would be absolutely astronomical. And so I know a lot of businesses, a lot of my clients who are, at, who are choosing to pay the penalty and, and not offer benefits, which is bad for everyone. Absolutely. And what's going to end up happening is, and that's all by design as well, because what's going to end up happening is um, people are going to be, you know, President Obama and the left, they all wanted a single payer. They all want full socialized government control. This is never better access to health care for anybody. It's never about better care for anybody. It's about control. That's what liberal policies are all about. And they're hoping that people are going to get shoved onto the exchanges. The exchanges are going to break. People's costs are going to go sky. Rocketed, and then people are going to start demanding the type of health care, complete government control that's going on in Canada and in England. And that's their plan. And right. the Amer- and, and the GOP, just like the GOP is doing nothing about amnesty, they're doing nothing to, to you know, control Obama's um, out of control. I mean, right now he's he's still illegally going forward with his amnesty plan, even though courts have said that it's illegal. The GOP is doing nothing about it. They're not doing and they're not putting forth. I have not heard any GOP candidate, including Rubio today. I didn't get to hear all of Perry today, but I have not heard an alternative being proposed to Obamacare. The two main issues that the American people gave them a mandate for and a majority for Obamacare and the executive order overreach of Obama and amnesty, and they're doing nothing about it. They're also doing nothing about uh, the threat that we face against radical Islam. I think yeah, Lindsay- it's, it's amazing to me that the GOP is not doing more with Obamacare because the American people have spoken very loudly that they are against it. They were against it from the time it passed. Opinion has not changed on it. It's an obvious win to me. So I don't know why the the GOP isn't doing more. Even if they pass uh, bills that the the president has to veto, 
it still puts the Democrats on the wrong side of the issue. Well, my re- my theory behind that is when you look at Romney, to me, one of the reasons why Romney lost, a key moment why he lost in 2012 was because he kept saying over and over, I'll repeal Obamacare on day one. But he would never answer the question asked, well, well then what are you going to do? And the reason is because Romney, like all the other GOP establishments, they're all about the same amount of power. That's why they're, they're in bed with Obama with this TPP and giving him more and more power. That's why they're not stopping amnesty. That's why Rubio's shrugging his shoulders today over Hillary and her, you know, um, elitist attitude, because they're all about just the same amount of power. They just want that same power for themselves. They're not anti-big government. They just want to be in control of government. Romney, you know, Romney was the architect of Obamacare. The GOP, they just want to be the guys in control. And what we need is we need somebody. And I'm, that's why I was loving what Rick Perry said today. That's why, you know, people are, you know, are looking at Rand Paul and why I was disappointed in that dopey comedy made about, you know, uh, radical Islam, because Alicia, we need that libertarian mindset in terms of, you know, giving the power back to the people and a limited government. Speaking of of radical Islam. That's why I'd ask you to like, again, to really consider Rand Paul because he was a doctor, and he had knows firsthand what uh, the government has done to the medical uh, the medical industry. I get that, and, uh, but 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 I've only got a few minutes left. But what he's got to get. If he wants my vote and, and and if he wants to be on the ticket and if he wants the vote of those of us who care about radical Islam, you look at what's happening. Iran's about to get a nuke. We've got we've got this administration bringing in, flooding us with refugees, doing nothing to stop I- Islam and, and the threat that we face. They're categorizing returning veterans is, is more of a threat to this nation than Islam. Right now, they're you know, they're not doing anything to stem the tide of the Islamic State. The Islamic State right now is approaching the Israel border on the Golan Heights. You know, this is running rampant. You know, we've got we've got uh, communities in Minnesota, Minnesota, communities in Dearbornistan and all over this nation saying, hey, we are here and we want Sharia. And our goal, we've got the Council of American Islamic Relations Care. We've got Muslim brother, Brotherhood at the highest levels of, of this government. And so I'm, I can't I can't back somebody who's refusing to see the threat that we have here uh, in, in the nation, Alicia. From, from radical Islam. Well, what do you think? I mean, I guess this is something we should talk about the next show. I and mean, what do you think we should do? I mean, are, are we? Do we need to go and invade half of uh, the Middle East, bomb them all? <laughs> what, what, what would we do to stem the tide on that? Well, I is think it, that we need. To, I think that we need to. We need to deal with the borders at every area that we have. We need to. We need to stop immigration. Why are we bringing any refugees from any of those areas? There's there's hundreds of millions of refugees and poor people and people suffering around the world. And why are we taking a chance with our country to bring anybody here who might be ISIS? We need to we need to to be smarter with who we're bringing here with visas. We need to be smarter in terms of who we're investigating that the mosque that produced the man who be decapitated woman in Oklahoma, not only were they not investigated, but they were sent a thank you letter by President Obama. We are not being smart with with it. When Pamela Geller. It, you know, had her free speech rally. She became the bad guy in this country, not radical Islam. We need to we need to first and foremost call them out for who they are. We need to be courageous enough to say the enemy is radical Islam and it is a political ideology and it is not a religion and therefore does not deserve protections under this country as a religion. That's the first thing that we need to do. And we need a Republican candidate who's got the guts to say it. Because we can't we can't fix a problem that we're not willing to name. So to me, that's where it should start. <clears throat> 
Yeah, well, I, I agree with you that we should name we should name it that we should call out Islam uh, for what it is uh, as a violent religion. I I don't agree. See, I think that, that it's a political ideology. I think it's. A I, I don't. There's still the. I still think we should have freedom of religion in this country, and so people should be free to practice. Uh, Islam here if they want to, but anybody who uh, is using that as a justification for committing murder and mayhem, that is, that, uh, is illegal and they should uh, not be in this country or they should be treated as Well, criminal. it's even more basic than that. You know, why is it that we can't have Christmas on a school calendar, but we can have, you know, foot washing stations in schools and we can be teaching <laughs> uh, the benefits of Islam under Common Core? You know, why yeah. is it when we have somebody who comes out of a mosque and decaps it, decapitates a woman, why are we not allowed to go into that mosque and investigate what message is being told to people? You know, we're, we are, why are we data mining every American instead of racially profiling? We know who wants to kill us. We know why they want to kill us. We need to start being smarter. We're, whether you want to classify it as a religion or not, they should not be able to hide behind that shield. That's why I think we need to call it out for what it is. It's a, a political ideology because it is actually a political and legal system with a religious component. So to me, that's first and foremost. But I do think we should we should you know spend some time on that next week. We didn't have a chance to talk about um, the LBGT uh, issue. I want to raise it and discuss it with you outside um, of the Bruce Jenner thing because I'm really not interested in Bruce Jenner. But I do think that it's a bigger story than just Bruce Jenner. And I want to spend a little time talking about that because you posted an interesting article on Facebook that I think is interesting. Speaking of Facebook, tell everybody how they can find you out on social media. Well, you can find uh, you can find me on Facebook. It's uh, Bellatrix Law. It's that's the name of my firm. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Alicia Dern. And uh, you know, Google me. I'm around. <laughs> All right, and you know where I'm going to be? I'm around right here every Thursday and Friday night here on AM 1170. The Answer. Follow me on Twitter and Andrew K Five. Frame me on Facebook. Thanks for sharing this time with me. Love you all. Have a great night. It's the knick-knack paddywhack. I've still got the biggest... The Andrea K Show on AM 1170. The Answer is sponsored by Andrea K. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.